are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, and Sezzle. Today is January 6th. I am your host, Chris Walton. And I am Ian Mazinga. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of Omnichannel retailing. The OmniTalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter. And most importantly, a little happier each week too. And it is minus one degrees here in so Minneapolis. Cold. But I got to tell you, it's still hot because did you check out our sponsors for 2022? Yes. First of all, hello. Happy New Year. Happy 2022, Chris. We made it. We made right. it through Goodbye, 2021. Goodbye, 2021. Goodbye, Stoke Lady 2021. <laughs> you are in the rear view forever. Let's get this year going, right? Oh but those, God, those sponsors are killer. I'm yeah, so what pumped. A- what a way to kick off this year. I'm super excited. Microsoft, Sezzle joining the crew. Like that's pretty big for us. We are really excited to have these alongside our, our sponsors who are with us again, a yes. Consumer and Retail Group yes. and Takeoff. Like big years for those, both of those guys too. So we're, yep. we could not be more excited. Could you, Chris? No, for sure. And Ann doesn't know this yet, but a has the put you on the spot question. That's going to be a a recurring part of our podcast each and every week again this year and ann has it and she doesn't know what it is and i'm great gonna spring it on her probably hey. around the later part of the show so so stick new, around new year new you chris i'm uh, ready for it oh yeah 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 for sure and and i mean we got big january plans too we got nrf coming or maybe coming i don't know manifest yes. at the end of the month like i think you and i are going to be in like i'm I keep having this vision, like we're going to be live streaming there with like plastic bubbles, like the bubble boy. Oh my God. Oh, the logistic nightmares for me to try to figure out of how we're going to be recording. I mean, we already, Richard Kestenbaum was saying like, how are we, we can like figure out some sort of mask in mask microphone contraption (laughs) to interview people. It's going to be wild, but yeah. But I'm Stick fun with, with it, us. you know, it's kind of fun. Yes. Like it's kind of fun to like have to figure out all this stuff and act in the moment and react in the moment, which is, I think what we do best. So I love it. But, um, you know, and in a somber note, before yes. we get started, I do want to give a shout out to all the folks that work at the superior target and the surrounding Boulder area that was devastated by the recent fires last week. Um, believe it or not, for those, some of you might know this, the loyal Omni talk listeners might know this, but that superior store that was hit by the fire was actually where I trained to be a store manager and also ended up serving as my office uh, when I was a district manager too. It's where I did my first ever Black Friday. And so my heart is with that store. It used to be store 1769. I have no idea what it is now, if it's still the same number, but um, the STL is a good friend of mine, Sean. My heart goes out to him, the whole team. Mm. We are thinking of you here at OmniTalk. Wish you guys all the best. In today's Fast Five, we're going to talk Bed Bath & Beyond losing its hold on its registry business. Everyone's favorite maternity retailer, Pee in the Pod, making a store comeback. DoorDash's new corporate policy requiring delivery runs from all employees. How Albertsons is investing in AI-driven salad bars. But first, we take off in 2022 with news out of Walmart this week. And Oh, let's get to it, Chris. Uh, That's right. According to CNBC, Walmart plans to expand its direct-to-fridge in-home delivery service to 30 million homes. Uh, faithful OmniTalk followers will remember in 2019 as a pilot in Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Vero Beach, Florida, that has now since expanded to Northwest Arkansas, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Washington, D.C. Walmart plans to hire 3,000 employees, Chris, to take the service that costs $20 a month nationally. 1995, to be exact. 1995, yes. Sorry, the five cents. I'm matters sorry, to Walmart. Those five it, cents matter to Walmart. 
Yes. And I'm surprised it's not 1997. Walmart, it should also be noted, has yet to offer any statistics as far as how many customers outside, especially the Arkansas demographic, have used this service thus far. Chris, what, what do you think about this? We saw the video. It looks, you know, picture PR perfect in the video, yeah. heavily sanitized, no issues at all. They keep referencing that video in the press releases and articles. What do you think about this? Yeah, I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to anyone that listens to this show very regularly, but I think this press release smells in so many ways and like like, it's, it's, like like booties and hand sanitizer like it's, it just recipe? sticks yeah it smells like a nappy it smells like a baby's nappy in my opinion but like and there's a lot of reasons for that first the fact that there's no statistics on this is still really alarming this thing has been in operation now for two years in pilot mode you know you mentioned where it started it started out you know in kansas city pittsburgh Vero beach florida then it expanded out why have we not seen anything on that? Which is weird. Like I've talked about that before. We've seen statistics on things like drive up and whatnot at other companies and curbside pickup, but we're not seeing anything on this. Second, if it's such a good idea, why are we not hearing anyone else try to do this when it's been in market for two freaking years already? That doesn't make any sense to me. And Amazon's not even trying it. Like, come on. And then third, the press release is what I would call, quote unquote, carefully crafted to make it sound bigger than it is. You know, like it's in-home delivery service will expand availability from 6 million to 30 million households. That just means you're putting it in the market. It doesn't mean right. anyone's actually using it to that size and degree. There's and not so 30 you, million households using it. No, it's like yeah. bullshit. And then fourth, are you really going to service 30 million households with just 3,000 drivers? Do the math. Like, it's sorry, sorry to swear, but that's impossible. It's not going to happen. And, and where so are you going to get those drivers? Like, how are you going to hire 3,000 people? Let's talk about that, too. That's, a really, that's actually a really good point. I thought about it. But anyway, like, Tom Ward's the guy that's quoted in this. I'm starting to begin, starting to think he's, like, the poster boy for all the PR sizzle. He's, like, Walmart's new PR sizzle poster boy. But then I saw Doug McMillan out on LinkedIn commenting on this, too, yesterday. Like, it's some big win. So it makes me wonder what they've got coming in their earnings report, which I saw some data today that traffic might not be great at Walmart in the fourth yeah. quarter, too. So this just signals to me nothing. Like it's it's absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. But what do you think? Am I wrong? Am I right? Take me off the ledge. Bring me down. Simmer Walton. I know what you're thinking, but you know, what is your take? Well, Simmer Walton, number one, it should be like the theme of 2022. Just like keep it, keep it at like a, a, a hard six. Okay. Let's right. not go. Don't go to 11. Six. Yeah. Don't go to uh, 11. Yes. So number one, I have not tried this. So I can't say whether or not like this experience is something that I would do or that you would do because I have not tried it. It's not available in our geography. Right. I have a really hard time still. My number one main point here is that there's still friction. You still have to install the lock. You still yes. have to prepare and make room in your fridge. Like, the person is not going to, it's going to be different every single time. It's not like you have like one person like shift is doing who is assigned and knows your like behaviors yeah. and patterns. Like you still have to prepare. It's like having a, a housekeeper or something like you still have to pick up right. all the crap off the ground or move stuff around your refrigerator. And then if they don't put it in the right spot, which they're likely not going to, you still have to move stuff around. And so my, in my opinion, the best like path forward if I'm a grocer is still getting lock solid, like it's just so solid with your pickup to make sure that it's available as quickly after I place that order yeah. as possible, whether that's pickup at curbside or that's, you know, 
increasing your instant delivery efforts so that I can get those things as quickly as I need to, because investing in something like this just doesn't feel like a long-term strategy that's going to work. Yeah. And you know, the last point on this, which I'm glad you brought it up is, is you have to install a lock that Walmart provides a smart lock that Walmart provides, which also makes me really skeptical of this because I was thinking like, Oh, and let's go try this out. Let's let's go to one of the markets where it has it. Let's fly to Vero Beach. Let's rent an Airbnb and let's shoot a video like we do with Best Buy and Mall of America. I, we can't do that. Like no. there's no way to validate how this thing works other than what Walmart is going to sell us that it does. And that just inherently bothers me. But if Walmart, if you're listening and you're going to come to Minneapolis, you want to send us a lock. I know you yes. never will, but we will document that experience to a T to help everyone understand how great it is if it really is that great. So, you know, by all means, PR team, send it our way. I'll give you my address and I will do it immediately. All right. We'll pay, we'll pay the $19.97 a month. Just yeah, kidding. Pay, and yeah, and then it's and yeah, and then it's another $240 a year for this. Like, come yeah. on. Like, I don't, I don't get it. All right, moving all right, on. Headline Keep number you at two. A six. Yeah, headline number two. Now I fought to get this one in a little bit this week, but I think it's important. But Bed Bath & Beyond, teased it before, appears to be losing its registry business to Amazon and Target. According to a recent survey by Baird, a survey that it has conducted for the last six years, Bed Bath & Beyond's listing penetration share of wedding registries has fallen to 30%, the lowest ever reading since the equity research firm began conducting the survey. That's a drop from 33% in October and 34% in July. It should also be noted that Amazon now takes the top spot in the survey at 40% and that Target is gaining traction right behind Bed Bath at 26%. Back when Baird started this survey for perspective, Bed Bath was at the top with 44% of all registrant activity. And what do you think this report signals? I mean, I was not shocked to read this at all. No, really? I, you, okay. No, I mean, I think- I wasn't you, either, really, I guess, when you say that. You yeah. think about who's going to Bed Bath & Beyond, the same customer that's going to Kohl's and that's going to department stores. So I think you're trying, you're like, you're see, those are the people that are keeping the registry alive. Yep. I mean, I think about the last 10 wedding invites I've received personally. I don't know about you, Chris, and I realize this is anecdotal party of one, but I, not a single couple in the last 10 weddings I've gone to has listed Bed Bath & Beyond or any department store on their registry. It's all Amazon. It's all Target or Crate and Barrel, like some of these really specialty or or Zola, you know, they're combining all yeah, of them right. into That's one what place. Yeah, I had that. I think if yeah, if you think about the, the way that especially this next generation is going, they're searching plates on Amazon or on Google. That's what they're, you know, that's how they're finding plates. They're not t spending the afternoon going to a Bed Bath and Beyond with a scanner gun anymore. It's just not happening. And so I'm not surprised at all to see this decline. And really, you know, it's concerning, especially with the other news out of Bed Bath and Beyond. Just, you know, what's going to happen to that business? It's not owned brands that's, that's going to save them. They need to start doing more forward thinking. Well, and I think that's the subtle point here that why I want to bring this up is I think this is also indicative of the strategy. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is for the people that still do want to go in and register at Bed Bath & Beyond, the strategy of focusing more on private label and devoting more space to private label flies in the face of your registry business. Because right. you know, at the end of the day, you what do you want to register for? You want to register for high cachet products, high cachet brands. If you're, if you're, promoting the fact that you're going to have less of those. Why am I interested in that? Because then, then it's like, no one wants to read. No one says, you know what I want to register for? Ann? I want to register for a really good value towel. You know, right. I want to register for a good value betting set. 
And if they do, they're going to go to target for that because there's a different economic criterion that's happening within that decision of where you're going to do your registry. So in essence, when you step back and think about it, the private label strategy is pushing the registry business by default to Amazon for cachet brands right. and automatically into Target because they're going to go there anyway. So why right. waste the trip? The right. Target was probably always the supplemental thing. And if you're just competing on that, it doesn't make any sense at the end of the day. But I don't know. Last word. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great point, Chris. I mean, if you do think about the things that people are searching, the KitchenAid stand mixer, for mm-hmm. example, you know, like you're not going to you're not going to Bed Bath & Beyond to type in KitchenAid stand mixer. You're going online and you're typing that in. You're seeing where you can get it. It's Amazon. It's Target. Like you said, it's other places that have, you know, the other complimentary things. They're definitely not going to go register for, for the Bed Bath & Beyond own brand towels that I do not see that happening at all. So, oh, but you might want to, yeah, you might want to register for like a nice sheet set or something that Bed Bath might not care anymore. Or you might right. be skeptical whether they carry it. Like it's just, it's just, again, the strategy's flawed. And then, you know, like you said, their, their earnings report was terrible today, but somehow the stock's up 10%. So go figure Wall Street. I don't get that, but I missed their earnings estimates by like a whole quarter and their stock's up, like go figure. But anyway, let's keep moving. All right, let's go to headline number three. So maternity retailer P in the pod is opening stores via a partnership with Leap. According to Chain Store Age, the specialty retailer has opened two concept stores, including an 1,800 square foot location in Chicago's Bucktown area. The other, yeah, the other is a 900 square foot shop on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, both of which will be operated by Leap, which offers brands a turnkey platform for opening stores. And earlier this year, also opened two stores on behalf of the Ashley Stewart brand. Chris, you fought hard to get this story in this week's Fast Five. Why was that? Give us your- Yeah, I did. I fought even harder for this story. I did. I fought even harder for this story. And for the record, I have no idea where Bucktown is, but it sounds like a place I want to visit. It's it's a hip area of Chicago, Chris. Uh, I like Obviously. The reason I brought this story up is because I think Leap is onto something. I love how Leap is challenging convention. You know, and the way they put this, and to give you guys some insight into this, we actually, we just did a podcast with Jared Golden, the CEO of Leap, which we're going to debut next week for NRF as part of our NRF coverage. And the way he pitched it in our podcast, just to tease it to you guys, and it's definitely worth a listen, is basically says like everyday retailers and brands outsource their marketing, they outsource their fulfillment, their logistics. Why couldn't brands and retailers outsource the running of their stores? And that's how they get their name. It's taking that leap of faith that you can do that and you can do that effectively. And I think there's a whole ton of economies of scale that come into play when you're willing to take that leap and think about things differently, when you're able to flip the traditional way of thinking on its head. And so I'm excited to see a maternity destination, which I think is needed, you know, in the world, like as a concept, return to physical retail and saying, you know what, maybe somebody else can help us do this better. And there's synergies that they can unlock by working with many brands, especially from a data perspective, the email files and all that. And I just think it's a really interesting concept. And it's important to think about from how the future is going to unfold. It's got legs. Yeah, the, the lead move is brilliant, um, without a doubt here. That's the headline, not that there's right. a new pee in the pod store. The I think that's story, important to, cl- to clarify. Yeah. And especially as you pointed out, Chris, the data perspective, like what the, these are small, small format stores, 900 square feet and 1800 square feet. He in the pot is going to be able to learn so much from these tests and from the data that they're going to collect, not only from Leap's platform, but also from the other brands that are in the Leap ecosystem. So smart move there. 
the pee in the pot experience, Chris, was horrendous before. Like right. this already from the photos that we've seen of these stores is already a marked improvement. Right. And I think relaunching with Leap will help continue to really adapt and provide the best omni-channel experience, which is absolutely necessary when you're talking maternity wear. I know you haven't been in this position before, but uh, it was really awful. Like there was such a disconnect between what was available online. Your sizes are constantly changing as a pregnant woman. And so to be able to have like an online offering, a store that you can come into, get right. fitted, have that experience, have really qualified and well executed, you know, retail staff and store operations, I think will be really important for this brand to have the resurgence that it's looking for. Could not agree more. And I think that last point is brilliant, what you just said. All right, headline number four, DoorDash and has a new company policy that requires every employee, even the CEO, to do at least one food delivery run per month. While some are lauding the move, others inside the company aren't so happy. One employee, according to Inc., reportedly remarked, quote, you need to dash once a month, will be tracked in performance reviews. What the actual bleep? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. This was nothing in the offer letter or job description about this, end quote. And first off, are you on the side of employees or management on this one? And then I have a great put you on the spot question from a Oh, God. I have to say, definitely management. That employee needs to like, you need to move on out of Slow retail or any yeah. customer service role if that's your response. So definitely on the side of management, but I know I'm on the spot. So what, what are we, what are we going here? You want to go right to it, huh? I All do. right. Okay. I do. So this comes, this, this question actually comes from the collective at AM. So they, they came up with this together. Oh, great. So here it is. So as a consulting firm, AM thinks that operators, thinks like operators because they are, a, you know, former operators and they love DoorDash's bold policy for employees to live the company's service through its consumer's eyes, as we've all had teams that took consumer experience for granted. What other retailers or brands do you think would most benefit from implementing a similar policy to bring consumer pain points front and center for its executives? I think any of these instant delivery providers or any retailers who have a last mile provider or offering with gig workers needs to be doing this. And so like the retailer should do it if they're using a third party. So like the retailer should actually sign up to be a, that's everybody. I mean, ship did this when they first started too. If you want to get hired at ship, you had to actually go through and like do a faux order before you're getting hired by ship. I think it should be expanded to a lot more retailers. Once a month might be, you know, hard for executives, but honestly, in the last two years, these executives and the headquarters teams have been working out from home, right out away from the office. You can use the commute time that they didn't single have anymore. Day. Yeah, right. Yes, but your teams are in the field every day. And this is where I get really passionate about this because I feel like you are so disconnected right now as headquarters employees. It's a great way to get new ideas to be generated when you're sitting in the seat of that gig worker. Um, you know, how could you make this dashing simpler? How What problems are you experiencing when you release new app updates? Like people are not getting in the field right now, especially, and they need to. Um, and I think, especially when it's a non-planned visit from corporate, you know, they, we've been seeing for years where, you know, you get the store ready or you get the experience ready for the corporate visit or the corporate Zoom or Teams right. meeting. This is essential as retailers that you are getting in the store. You can learn so, so much from this. So I applaud this move. I hope more retailers are doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm first on the, for me, I might take on the move. Like, of course I love this. I mean, I'm a guy who yeah. Harvard MBA, 34, 35 years old, went to learn how to run stores. Like, right. you know, right. I'm the carbon copy of like what this is about. 
that's still the best experience and best decision I've ever made in my career. Um, so I love it. And so one angle I put on this, and then I'll answer AM's question is my take on this is your move, Instacart. Like DoorDash to its credit is thinking like an operator. Uh, that's why I think this is a great operations move, but it's also a great marketing move against Instacart's management team. The closest they've come to probably doing a delivery is like envisioning one in the metaverse on Facebook, right? Like given who, who, the, who they are. And so I think it's a great move, you know, and I, I just love what they've done there in, in, the, in the scope of like how this works competitively. But to answer AM's question, there's a couple places I thought of where they could use this type of idea. One is Walgreens. Walgreens executives need to look at how their express pass works. And you know, I've talked about Oh God, this. I know. Like oh, God. the whole idea is I can scan my QR code, pay that way and just go. But no, I have to enter my phone number in the freaking keypad, which where do I want to contact this experience? It's a pharmacy. Why, if you have my app and I'm scanning it, do I need to join it up with my phone number? It is so frustrating. And if you're listening to this Walgreens, please, 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 please fix that. Cause it is so annoying. Second one. Meta, Facebook, got the Oculus this week, this past week for Christmas. You're now moving into hardware sales. You're now a retailer or, or a brand manufacturing things. Got to improve the customer service. So I think the customer call center side of this conversation is also really interesting. That's something retailers should put people in. You know that from for Urban sure. We know that from oh, Urban gosh, yeah. like, yes. Where we learn our most is talking to our customers. Like, like Facebook has all of my information when I sign up and yet I, my power cord doesn't work. So I asked for a return replacement one. And they're like, they want me to fill out like five things. I have to open it up, find the serial number. And I'm like, you guys have that already. You're a tech yeah. company. Like, so like, let's sit through this process and figure out how this stuff works. That I love those that. would be two of my companies, but that's um, a great call out, Chris. I love the call center too, because yes, that's another place for, for chatbots. I mean, at the very least, like just how are people interacting with you, you know, your team on the ground and that I think results too in the most like social media and response to brands right now is like, I had a terrible experience, yeah. like you just said, or this could be better or whatever. Like that's what you need to really get a handle on. That's always what made my team jump the most too is when the customer complaints would come their way to headquarters and we had to act on them in yes. on behalf of the call centers. And that totally was eye-opening. All right, let's close it out, Ann. All right, Chris. Uh, headline number five. Chris, are you heading to Albertson's AI salad bar? According to Retail Dive, uh, they're piloting these salad bars in six East Coast supermarkets through a partnership with the European food technology company Piccadilly. The grocer has added internet-linked self-service counters that stock foods supplied by Piccadilly to a platform that optimizes the assortment by analyzing consumption patterns to uh, Safeway, Acme, King's Food Market stores in DC, Maryland, and New Jersey. They are the first US grocer to install the equipment from Piccadilly. I will say the headline in this to me is a little thin. Like, okay. what, I, I, gotta ask, I gotta actually ask this question. Like what AI is actually being used here? Because you read the article, it sounds more like it's just internet connected and it's using real-time math in terms of the algorithms for replenishment, standard stuff. Now, yes. it, granted, it might be, a, a great salad bar experience. It might operate more efficiently, but the AI claim seems a little thin to me, but I give, you know, I give Albertson's credit because I've loved what Albertson's been doing the past year. So there's probably something to this. So if I'm wrong, Piccadilly, if you're listening, you know, hit us up, set us straight, love to talk to you, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious how much AI is really going on in this salad bar. Well, they had to put it in the headline or else nobody right. would read it, right? Uh, right, right, um, yeah. Yeah, Albertson's introduces new salad bar. You're right, no one's yes, reading that. Yes, no, not, not a headline <laughs> we're grabbing. 
listen, Chris, you're not you're not a salad bar aficionado anyway. I know that the like no, I'm not. all I the touching like creeps you out, but no. I love a salad bar. Like that you would do. be my dream. Yes. So I like the updates here. And I actually think that this seems much more reliable than Gladys from the meat department just casually eyeballing the salad bar to be like, I think that tuna salad's still good. Just leave it in there. As it's oh, like 100%. Yeah. Over the top. 100%. Mar- I didn't know Gladys was the salad sure, bar. Sure, Gladys. Gladys. <laughs> you know. but, yeah, right. but, but, you know, I think margins can be really high for grocers in this area. If we're looking and paying attention to QSR trends, salad bars and salads are like one of the top things that are exploding in that area and that category. Category and I think could be really crucial to, to, you know, grab and go in the, in grocery stores and in the deli department. So I think, you know, Albertsons tests new tech quickly. If it doesn't work, they'll quickly cut bait. So we'll be watching this closely. There's definitely some efficiencies you can get from, you know, you know, making a custom, you know, salad bar based on what people are using and not using in your store. So I think there's some opportunity here. Are we going to see a lot of other grocers invest in this? I don't know, but we'll be watching. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. You actually kind of turned me on this a little bit, like, because, you know, the salad bar is still probably a traffic driver to grocery. So having For one sure. that works really efficiently, even though we were joking, it probably wouldn't get the headline attention if it didn't have AI, probably should, which is why we do what we do. Yes, absolutely. And poor Gladys, she might be out of a job soon with, uh, with Piccadilly, but. I think there's some got to put the salad out there, right? That's yes, that's true. Somebody still got to scan the QR codes and put the trays in there. You might bacon bits and somebody's got to put my bacon bits out there. All right, Chris, enough about your bacon bits. Let's get to the lightning round. Question number one, Chris, Barbie and Balmain are launching a new line of physical and digital apparel, as well as Barbie and Ken NFTs that can be fully outfitted in Balmain. What would you recommend the next toy and fashion collab be and would you wear it oh yeah for me totally this one was easy teenage mutant ninja turtles and supreme and i would totally wear that i would totally wear that i don't think it would look good but i would totally wear it just 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 because it would be fun it would look better on on megan fox for sure but that's right much well yeah right well (laughs) slow me down i don't want april eleven and i'm trying to simmer i'm trying to okay okay okay. all right sweet green has launched sweet pass (laughs) these words today are just crazy (laughs) for ten dollars per month customers get a three dollar credit towards a salad each day for 30 days do you like this move more or less than the coffee subscription at panera which I will recall you poo-pooed pretty resoundingly a few years ago. I did. This still feels like a very loose interpretation of a subscription program. Um, It sounds more like a loyalty punch card that's just been moved online. But uh, if our local France 44, where we go for our salads, had one of these, we'd probably do it because we go there, you know, two or three times a week for salads. So I think there's a ton of money on it, too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 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 All right, Chris, question number three. One of my favorites of all time. Ontario police are investigating the alleged theft of two truckloads of butter from a trucking facility on December 26th. Don't worry. The trucks have been found, but but they are missing the contents of those trucks. That sweet, sweet butter that has a street value. I mean, retail value of $200,000. If you had to offload two truckloads of butter on the black market, how are you doing it? God, come on. I mean, what I would say to this is, on the margarines, this is a non-story, oh but it did make me giggle with Guy and But oh, Jesus. to answer your question, you ever seen the movie Real Genius? No. You didn't? No. Watch it because it's great. Val Kilmer, shout out to him. Just had his birthday on December 31st. My brother from another mother. 
The answer would be popcorn explosion. All right, and question number four, Fanatics completed its acquisition of Topps trading cards this week. What 1980s baseball icon were you most fond of growing up? Kirby Puckett. I love him. He was amazing. Yeah. Hometown guy. He was a twin. So a lot of issues since then, but yeah, he was, he was, whatever. You said in the eighties. Yeah. In the eighties. Right. Yes. When you were young and innocent and you know, right. Lots of things were different. Although yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Happy birthday today to Rowan Atkinson, Kate McKinnon, and my favorite Les Miserables, Marius Eddie Redmayne. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you, all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And of course, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities towards their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. And finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four industry installments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. Wait.